and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. You know, just based on stuff I've heard, based on conversations that I've had, I have not heard that the Vulcans have said, you can't spend this money. I have heard that, I, you know, I had heard at the deadline that if there was a move that would have made them serious contenders that would have pushed them into the luxury tax, they would have signed off on it. And I, and I will be, if Dame is still on the roster this coming season, which I expect him to be until we hear otherwise. I would be surprised if they are not in the luxury tax. I think that is going to happen. I also will say that they have made, like as far as like spending money on things besides the roster, and I, you know, to your point, they even when Paul Allen was alive, they never really paid for, you know, head coach, you know, assistant coaches and make, you know, made big splashy hires like that. But you look at what they've allowed Joe to do as far as building out the front office and bringing in guys like Mike Schmitz and doubling the amount of scouts and hiring multiple assistant general managers. They have been willing to spend money on that kind of stuff. And, you know, a, a G League team, which I think, again, is in the cards for the near future, is something that costs money to run. They are they are putting... I'm, I'm just... I'm not... I'm not trying to, you know, carry water for anybody. I certainly understand everybody's frustrations with, like... Maybe if we want an owner that's more engaged or you want an owner that's more, you know, just throwing money around all the time like Steve Ballmer or Joe Sy or, or whoever. But the the notion that Jody Allen and Burt Cole and the Vulcans are just not spending any money on anything, I think, is a little bit of a, of a misrepresentation. Fair. I guess I just think that they could spend a little bit sure no i hear you i hear you i don't <laughs> like, i don't disagree i, I don't I disagree at all some, i just think they could spend some more because i know they've got they've got it and more and more money than god like yeah i don't like, disagree like I, like like i just you know just, that that's all that's what that's all i'm saying like it's it's like saying i know like 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 it's so i feel that i i understand and look you're right they have built out the front office they have definitely invested in that I just would love to see some extra experience, experience and brain power on on the bench, and and I think, um, yeah, you know, and I, this is kind of like maybe this is. Uh, I feel like Chauncey should coach summer league. That's not the worst idea in the I, world. I, like, like I'm sorry, man. Like. He needs to keep coaching. Like, like I know it's stressful, but it's like, because I, I think there's a good coach in there. I just think he's got to, he, like, I think, like, I don't know. And maybe the summer league is just so different because guys, it's more like. Well, Developmental this, guys and like taking yeah, a look at guys. Yeah. And maybe and the real thing is he's, he needs. And, and I think, look, the thing that encouraged me at least is that he was like, I want to show that I can coach vets. Uh-huh. And so he admitted that like he didn't do a good job the first time. Uh-huh. And so that did encourage me. And I think he has the room to grow. Like I like, and I think he, I think he's very smart. And that's the thing about it is that I think sometimes 
he gets too micromanagey, and I think he tries to he has the players think and I think he he wants them thinking so much that I think he they he sometimes gets them to overthink. And I think that I think would be my is I think he needs to think figure out what he wants to do with the team and trust it and let the players do it because I think that was one of the greatest things about Terry Stotts was that he gave he gave everybody the freedom or at least feel like they had the freedom which might be even more important is make them feel like they have the freedom to go out there and do things because like and make mistakes because like I wouldn't say that the Blazers kind of played with that like freedom and they still like they turned the ball over a hell of a lot. Like they were really sloppy. Like, I mean, Dame also, I will say that was like the one bad thing that he did this year. He did, had a bad year with the turnovers, but I think part of it was also too, just like playing with some guys that maybe don't, they didn't know how to play. He was playing in a different way. Like, I just think that with the next, I think it, the challenge for Chauncey especially on the offensive end, which is the defensive, like they already have to, they have a lot of work cut out for them. But I think, and I think Roy Rogers has a good, I think they do some creative things, but I think they just need to, again, I think they need to trust more and try to just let, let things work themselves out. Cause I think sometimes, uh, which I know a lot of people will be like, call a timeout, call a timeout, which goes against what, like what some people were saying, but I think it's more just like, He's very smart. I think sometimes he he want when he sees things ha- happen, he wants to correct them and change them. And I think sometimes th- there is something to be said for like making sure that the guys know what you you want out of them, and then letting them kind of do it over and over and over again. Because and and I think also also playing to gain strengths and winning games and focusing on that instead of trying to be like, well, we need to play a certain way in the postseason. Like it doesn't like, I felt Make like the that season and then worry about that. <laughs> yeah. I, Cause I think, I think that was a big impetus by like having Dame so much off the ball so much at the start of the season was like, well, if we're going to play against teams in the playoffs and they're going to take Dame away and they're going to top lock him, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like, we have to know how to do to attack that. But like, I think they put the cart before the horse on that one. Mm-hmm. So there's two major takeaways from exit interviews that I want to kind of get to before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. To me, the two most significant things that came out of it. One, and this is from Dame, like basically explicitly, like the thing, the thing, you know, the quote that got you know, aggregated everywhere about like, I don't want to ha- have to watch more 19 year olds develop. And then also, like, Joe like Joe couldn't come out right and say it, but I think it's pretty obvious just reading between the lines that if... So they have a 10.5% chance of winning the lottery and getting Victor Wembanyama. And if that happens, obviously, like, they're going to take Victor Wembanyama and then, you you know, you get you got Tim Duncan, you got LeBron James, you're set for the next 20 years. No, yeah, you're, 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 you're going to be a playoff team... immediately like like this guy like Wemby like okay he is in the French League and his team like literally was basically like just created getting relegated basically they were yeah and and now they're at the top of the league they're like 
they still like lose against some like the veteran Euroleague teams and like Mike James's team on Monaco. Like they, but they they're good. They win games and their guards. Do you ever watch this Saturday? They're gonna play his game on the NBA app. His guards don't pass to him like at all. Like he's he's out there. Everything that he gets, he is is hunting himself. Like and. Because like I get it, got European guards like they're out there. They're playing. They're playing for a new contract every single year. Like yeah. it's not like here, where. But like, I just, I, I watch you watch him with this kind of like the lack of service he gets from these guards, and just think about how he would be with Damian Lillard. I mean, it's just like, it would be basketball. It would be basketball like symphony. Yeah. So. If they get the number one pick, that changes the conversation entirely. I think yeah. if they don't get number one, they're going to trade the pick. Which, like, I, I, I'm down. I mean, I, I, I think Scoot obviously is not a fit. Though you don't need Scoot. Um, Scoot is great, but I think you trade that because I think so many teams would kill for Scoot. Yeah, I think so many teams would kill for Scoot, and you could get a lot for Scoot. And I, and the new buzz is that. Brandon Miller is rising up the board to number two, yeah. which, you know, he kind of is like, I think he, again, I, I, I there's a lot of things about his game. He's kind of like a Paul George. Like that's like the comp that a lot of people throw out there. Right. Then there was also the situation that he was involved in that he was like kind of, or not involved in that. He was kind of like wrong place, wrong time. Right. Uh, situation. But I think that's another – but I think Brandon Miller is really more the type of player that I think Dame is talking about, right? Like yeah. like a 19-year-old who's going to need a lot of ball. He's going to need to develop. And it's really probably not really the it's right – It's not spot. on the timeline. It's not on the timeline. It's not the right place. Like, And I think while he was good, he does need the ball a lot. And I feel like the one thing I can definitely say about Shaden is that like – he definitely showed that he could also play without the ball and spot up and cut yeah. and do other things that like, I don't feel like you have to, tr- you'd have to spend a whole year. You'd have to spend a whole year training Brandon Miller on right. how to play like that. And like, again, like scoot a guy that you could probably get quite a bit from and could also entice teams in like three cheap trade scenarios. Like I'm thinking a team like Toronto, because you know, let's say they lose tonight against the Bulls. You know, what, what, after giving up a first round pick at the trade deadline? I mean, Siakam is definitely somebody that I'm looking at as somebody that Portland might. I mean, at. Brandon Miller for Siakam sounds like a pretty good deal if you're, if you're the, if you're the, if you're the Raptors, because like, I think a lot of their fans were hoping that they would tank to get a pick of that caliber. Right. So it's like, okay, well, if we got to move on from the 2019 championship core, if it's finally that time, at least we got this dude who's, you know, averaging like 30 a game in college and, 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 and go that way. And, and, and that is probably, and can play with Scotty and Scotty can be point forward. And that's on the same timeline. Like it, it all, like to me, something like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and that's I, and why I, I'm saying I, if it's yeah. not, if it's not Wemby, then I think they are going to trade the pick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read you two quotes that are related together from exit interviews. And this is kind of, yeah, you just mentioned Shaden. This is both about whether Shaden and Ant can coexist. This first one is Chauncey being asked that question. Here's his answer in its entirety. Quote, 
I'm not sure. Those kind of decisions will be made by people in the higher positions than me. But those two guys are really, really good young players, and I'm pretty sure they have a ton of value everywhere. So I don't know the answer to that question. Now here's Joe Cronin answering the same question. Quote, I think it's something we have to look at. I look at it as a great problem to have. I wish we had a multitude of talent at every position, and we had to figure out how to maximize each of those guys. Their games are different, but at the same time, they play similar positions. Both are more two than one or three. I think you've got to figure that out, and you wonder, how does the fit work? How do the minutes work? Are there other holes that you need to fill instead? It's an exercise that we'll have to go through and evaluate. But on an individual level, I love both of those guys. I think they're both mega talented, and I'm thrilled that we have them. I mean, so they they know. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, yeah, they, they know. know. That, they know that they've got to trade. They've got to trade. It. And I think that, and I think that Dame, like the part of like the quote, I'm actually going to pull this one up too. Uh, the quote that Dame had that, like, again, went viral because of the. Uh, I don't want to build around guys that are two and three years away. And of course, when that quote came out, you know, all the, all the social media accounts were like running with it and be like, Hey, is this Dame saying he wants out? Like, but here's the full quote. And I think this is instructive also as somebody who, you know, I know Dame quite well. I know, you know, everybody kind of involved in the situation. Like this is kind of the, where I kind of read this. He says, quote, I don't have much of an appetite for building and guys two or three years away from really going after it. And this is the important part here. We get Shaden at 19, and he's just different. Being around him, his disposition, how he listens, his frame and his natural talent, that's enough 19-year-old, you know what I'm saying? You probably won't find one that has come along the way he has. I'm just not interested in that, being honest. So that's Dame saying, like... Shaden he, is. He wants Shaden. He wants. Yeah, to be like Shaded. he. Yeah. He. Yeah, and then also I mean, like Chauncey. Chauncey play with him, right? Too. And also like Chauncey called Shaden's development the bright spot of their entire season. So, just just putting all that stuff together, I think they know what has to happen, and I think Dame saying that is significant. A, because he and Ant are like extremely, extremely close friends, and like Ant is a Phil Beckner guy. Like they work out together, and like that. That's one of Dame's guys. So that's that part of it, and then also. If you remember draft night in 2022, when they had the number seven pick, they, you know, they talked to Toronto about OG. They talked to Atlanta about John Collins. Like they had serious discussions about trading the number seven pick for somebody who's more of a win now guy on Dame's timeline. They didn't do it. They took maybe the most raw high upside, you know, unproven guy in the entire draft. And do you, do you remember during the game that was supposed to be shade in summer league debut, but either he got hurt five minutes into the game they during that game that game was broadcast on ESPN and Dame like during the game did a like sideline interview with Cassidy Hubbard on ESPN where he was asked about Shaden and Shaden and he basically said like he needs to prove to me that he wants you know to be that level of player to prove that you're worth the pick Dame was I I, I know like I also know probably like Dame was not thrilled that they kept the pick and took somebody and rather than trade the pick for like OG well, or whatever. I, yeah and they and they and they took to your point the guy who was like the according to a lot of people was the least NBA ready right like guy like the he like people were like oh he's got to be in the G League he's got to yeah, you know yeah. like all this stuff and, and the and, fact that now Dame is saying at exit interviews like I don't want another nineteen year old but I'm cool like I like and I like what I've seen from Shaden enough that like this is a guy that I want to keep and a guy I want to build around I think that 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 that's significant to me 
Yeah, and I think it also speaks to like what he said about like how he how much he respects Cronin and 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 the front office and what and and Chauncey as well. And I think that me to me that just adds to the fact that like I do believe him. I just think you know they've got to make that move to get more uh, high end starting caliber talent. Um, and I at, think trading at, at, Ant at, 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 with with deep with more defensive upside. And I think trading Ant also just from a building's team building standpoint makes more sense than trading Shaden because a Ant's salary he's making like he's twenty three this year I think he's making like twenty four next year you know so, but it's, it's like somewhere in there it escalates. But that if you're trading for somebody in like the Pascal Siakam Jalen Brown like whoever whoever the guy is like of that level that is available yeah. You need the money. You need to make the money match, and Ant's contract is is easy to kind of make the money match. You you know put him and Nurk together, like that's enough to match most you know salaries of the, of those types of guys. The other thing about it is when you trade for whoever, Shaden, still I think Shaden made like six million this year. Like he, he still has three years left on a rookie deal before you got to pay him. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah, you just get, from a team yeah. building standpoint, and like being able to use that, that money on other stuff, you got to keep that. If they're even close, if Ant and Shaden, like I think it, there was a time earlier in the season where you would look at like we all kind of knew most of the year that eventually they're going to have to decide between those two and trade one or the other. There was a time where like Shaden was looking like he was kind of lost. He was still kind of finding his way, and you're just like, yeah, I don't know, is this guy going to be ready on Dame's timeline? And maybe that's the guy that you look at trading because you can get a lot for him because he's got a lot of upside. Now I think the leap that Shaden has made in the last month makes that a little bit of, like, I think, like, just hypothetically, you know, if all this stuff blows up with Philly and somebody on the Sixers becomes available, Shaden's going to have to be in that trade because that's yeah, that's, that, that's, that's just another, how that works. Yeah, but that's below, below that, I don't think, like, I think Shaden has, traded him, has played himself out of being traded for anybody below that. Yeah, no, like, like Pascal Siakam, no... You know, I would not trade or, or like anyone like 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 at anybody, that level. Any, yeah, anybody at that like like just like your regular all star level, right, right. Uh, superstar level. Yeah, I would trade, but like right. that. See, but that's you know, um, but that's see, this is the challenge that they they've got. Uh, but it's like you said, a good problem to have at least that they have Ant. That again, you know, a lot of teams that are going to need guards that are going to like that, that don't have guys that can create their own shot. I mean, I, Toronto is one that I just mentioned. Um, I think Miami is another team that, that could use a go- a point guard mm-hmm. that can create shots like that. Uh, Br- Brooklyn, Boston, Boston. Um, gosh, I mean, th- there's just so many teams that could use that. I mean, it's, it, I mean, Dallas, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> Although, although you know, who knows what happens, what's going to happen there with Kyrie, and 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 then Luca, of course. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's it, it's it should be interesting. I, I think the the lottery will again will dictate yeah. how you know there will will dictate their a position of strength. You know, like if they, if they even if they don't get number one, if they still move up from five or even maintain five they are going to have a good chance of of getting something good for that pick from someone who, you know, wants to kind of kick into a process type of thing that doesn't have someone like Damian Lillard who wants to win and is ready to win. 
you know, so I, I think, yeah, no, I, I think there, there's a lot of positives. I, I, I just think I, you know, I, I think I wanted like my, my, my column was kind of about like my skepticisms, which I think, you know, that ha- I guarantee you these conversations are going on. Yes. If, if they're as smart as we think they are, they, they've, they, they had these conversations two months ago. You know, what you I'm didn't saying? write anything that I don't think they haven't talked about. Entirely. Right. Exactly. Of course. So, so that, that, that's what I would hope. So, 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 uh, with that said, I, I think everyone should be rooting for the Chicago Bulls tonight. Uh, for, <laughs> Everybody should be rooting for. So here's so here's so here's the agenda. I actually have this pulled up because I, so I, I Sean Sean has it written down. I actually went through. <laughs> I think I mean the West, the West is just going to be whatever. I don't think that any. Uh, I don't. I don't think anything that happens in the West is really going to affect who's available wherever because I don't know of any of this. But the Hawks beating the Heat last night was helpful. The Bulls beating the Raptors tonight would be helpful. The Bulls then beating the Heat in the 8-9 game would be helpful. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn losing in the first round of Philly would be helpful. Okay. Yeah, Boston I, I think, so. I think beat, so too. Boston then beating Philly in the second round would be helpful. Yeah. Milwaukee beating Boston in the conference finals would be helpful. So Milwaukee... Eastern Conference champions is yes. is, is is kind of Milwaukee. Milwaukee or, it has to be Milwaukee. Milwaukee or, or Milwaukee or I guess Cleveland. If, sure. if, if like Cleveland, Cleveland, I, I guess honestly um, that'd be that'd be the most fun outcome. Like it'd be cool if that happened. I don't I don't see it. I like I think I think I think if you're asking me, even even outside of it being helpful for the agenda, if you ask me which team in the East I feel the best about, and I'm, frankly, which team in the league do I feel best about winning the title? I'm going with Milwaukee. Yeah, I think I've got to go Milwaukee too, based off of this Jalen Brown injury to his hand thing. Yeah, um, I think I'll have to go Milwaukee there, but I'm also leaning. And I know it's your squad. You're, no, but, I mean the Celtics, of course. But uh, no, uh, this is not my squad. But this is a team that. I have immense respect for, and a couple of months ago, I put a future on just because I felt like it was going to be at good value is Golden State. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I just like, like, I hate, I hate to say it, but just like now they got Wiggins back. Like, I just think that, I mean, they're the defending champions, Steph, Dre, and Clay. Wiggins is not playing in the first round as far as I know. But they, okay. But they still have Steph, Dre, and Clay, Mm -hmm. and they have GP2 back. And I think, I do. Th- I believe in the Beam Team. I think the Beam Team is going to give them a battle, and I, I would, I want Sacramento to win that series. Mm-hmm. But I just think, I think if I had to say who's my team right now to win the championship, uh, I think I would actually probably pick Golden State. Um, still, because yeah. um, if they I, get Wiggins back second round, um, I'm still going with Milwaukee. But like, I honestly, you could talk me into like three or four teams in the West. There's not like a clear favorite there. Yeah, my, my my sneaky West team is the Clippers. I don't know when Paul George is going to be back, and I don't know if they're going to hold up physically. That's the that's the only reason I disagree with that. Right, uh, and I that's fair. I do think that Kawhi literally is built for this. Like like like, like he literally like having two no, or three no, days off between no, everything, and, and no, and but nobody is like. Nobody, he's the, he's the face of load management and because obviously he's got, but like, it's not just because he wants to miss these games. 
it's because he's focused on being great right now. Okay. Yeah. It, no, you I know think you're right. But it's right. so, it, so like I just like I think like I think the Suns are very formidable. Obviously, like they're gonna be they're gonna be trouble. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. be amazing to watch. Watching Booker and watching Kevin Durant go to work is super fun. Like I don't like I'm not trying to hate. I just do think that they, you know, they haven't really. To me, they haven't really beaten anybody yet. Um, in in ter- in these eight games that K- KD has played, yeah, I hear you. I mean, I I have I have the, I have I have the name like the teams like committed to memory now. It's like Charlotte, Chicago, Denver twice without Jokic, San Antonio, like the, Dallas. Not exactly like world beaters. Yeah, like a bunch of teams that are either on the fringes of the playoffs or didn't make the playoffs, like, or don't like, have their or don't have their MVP candidate playing. Yes, and so like. Would like to see them, you know, I, I think just because they are the team that most people have been betting on for a while, I doesn't make me think that it, that like that series is just like slam dunk, like Suns in four. You know what I'm saying? Like, because right. like, it feels like that's the way it's being talked about. Um, and I think, you know, these two teams went six a couple of years ago and obviously they didn't have Kevin Durant then the Suns, but the Clippers didn't have Kawhi. Right. And, and I think, I think other, I think the rest of their team has actually gotten quite better. I think Norman Powell's going to have a great series. I think it's great that they have Cummington. Like Batum was really just doing so much for them. And I think he's just in a much better role. Like, I just think, I think the Clippers are just a much better spot than, 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 than maybe a lot of people were really giving them credit for because they are the Clippers. Well, one thing I said this on Twitter last night during the play in games, one thing I love about the team that I cover and I spend most of my time thinking about for work, not being involved at all in the playoffs, is I can just hang out and watch the games and I don't have to, like, worry about, like, oh, what does this mean for, like, something I have to write or something I have to do, like, or, you know, what does this mean for, like, the Discord? Like, it, it doesn't affect me professionally what happens in the playoffs. I can just chill and enjoy it and watch it. Yeah, and I'm happy no, about that. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I had a blast last night. It yeah. was super fun watching the play-in games and just like being like it felt like it was like the first night that like NBA Twitter felt fun. Yeah. Uh, instead, instead of like uh, hand wringing about MVP discourse, hand wringing about MVP discourse, or you know who choked and why you know I'm so glad there was like, a little bit of that with Cap. There was but... a little bit of that with Cap, but then there was also you know we don't have to hear about people talking shit about Dame. For no reason, we you know we don't have to hear people. We don't have to hear about Kyrie anymore. Like it's just like it's just so great. Like it's just and like we can just watch basketball, and it's yeah. just like and and like yeah. I, I mean, dude, the cat choking shit is kind of BS because like he got he got screwed by the refs. Like like he got he got a, some BS. That fifth foul was terrible, and it took him out of the rhythm. And I and I think like anybody who has ever played pickup basketball even understands how important rhythm is to your game. And Cal was in a really good rhythm the whole game. And it felt like at the very end, they like at the, at the start of that fourth quarter, when they gave him that fifth ball with like nine minutes left, like that's just, right. that's just cruel. That's just killer. And like also kills how aggressive you can be on defense. And I thought, you know, he was actually doing a really good job against Anthony Davis. Uh, For the first three quarters, that was the best game of Cat's career. Given yeah. the stakes, given the circumstances, given 
everything else that had been going on with that team. The Anthony Edwards thing worries me. Like, I think he might actually be hurt. I know. That, that, that fall that he took, he was never the same after that. And he was not attacking the basket, maybe because he was afraid to take another fall because he was woozy. And I, you know, I hope he's, I hope they checked him for a concussion, you know, like, we'll like you know. The good news is that they're going to, actually, I guess they have to play again uh, on Friday, but they have a few days to get this kind of sorted out. But. Yeah. I think the team that I would most hope, and this is just from a enjoyment of the game's perspective, this is not any kind of. You know, the East stuff, if you're somebody who watched the Portland Trailblazers to do well, there are certain teams that you want to lose so that their players might become available. Everything in the West is just vibes. The team that I would most like to see come out of the 9-10, like out of the remaining play-ins is Oklahoma City. I'm totally with you. I'm 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 on Oklahoma City tonight as well on on the on Eric's gambling corner. Because it's like, oh what are your other options? Like New Orleans probably without Zion or like the Timberwolves with all this stuff going on. Like, I mean, look, look, I mean, uh, CJ knows how to win these games. Um, you know, he stepped up huge last year in the play in games. Like he was major Ingram also was major, but I thought CJ, he really showed his, like his leadership and, and and just like his, like just demeanor under pressure in those games. They also just have no chance to go anywhere without Zion. No, and and also like this Oklahoma City team is much better than that Spurs team that they played last year. Like, there's so many more live wires. They can play a five out style. They can go without a center and it not really hurt them. Shea's like, gonna make first team All NBA. Shea's gonna make first team All NBA. He's arguably the best player in this game. Jay Williams, like Giddy, like I just think they've got a lot of like Dort, Dort. Yeah, Dort. They'll put Dort on CJ or Dort on Ingram, like. They've got dudes. I really like this Oklahoma City team. I, I do too. I mean, I, I, they were my favorite team. They were one of my favorite teams to watch all season on League Pass. One of my favorite teams to bet on because they were like one of the best teams against the spread all season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, OKC is a blast. And also, I think something to watch for that I'm going to call out right now. You in much in the way that the Blazers were like they were the signature team of blowing enormous leads. Oklahoma City is one of the best teams in the league coming back from big deficits. So even if they went down, even if they go down 18, 19, 20 in this game, in an elimination game, I would not like, I would not turn that game off because they can get like Isaiah Joe, who has not missed a three pointer all season. No, he's just like, he, he's like, all he does is come off the bench and make threes. And, and, and he was on the Sixers and he was like a bit like Sixers Twitter was all about him. And he was a draft drafted by the Sixers, but he didn't make the rotation, got cut by Maury and then thrives in Oklahoma city, you know? So uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a good game too. So and he's a guy when they're down that can bring them back like that. And so I just think, this is going to be a fun game, even if there's. I think there's there's a potential for big lead swings in this late in that late game. Absolutely. So, Eric, we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna do more of these pods as the off season progresses and the draft and you know comes up and into free agency and all of that stuff. But this was an important one we had to get in revisiting our predictions. You know, kind of just wrapping up the season. So, and again. 
you don't write on it often, but blazerbanter.substack.com. Yes. Blazer unlike Banter. my unlike my stuff, Herrick's doesn't cost money, so. Yeah, mine's free. Although someone did pledge $80 to uh, my Substack. So thank you for that uh, yeah. to, to that person. I'm not uh, telling anybody not to give Eric money, but you don't have to. Yeah, you can you can give me money. I have that option turned on on uh, my Substack. Um, so thank you uh, for that, and and thank you for subscribing anyway and reading. The reason I don't charge is because you know I, I I'm not writing that often. I don't feel like it was you know that fair. Right. But if I ever do start writing more often, I might charge. So we'll see. Uh, but but subscribe to Sean's, pay for Sean's, Sean's kicks ass. Uh, so thank you. All right, got. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.